is fun. Guess what? I'm fucking exhausted because I'm supposed to be doing music for a circus show tonight. And uh, let me see. This morning I got most people's music tracks. And that's Jeb. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the fucks you get this week. (laughs) Fuck it. I'm going to sleep. Sounds like we're doing 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 a rough job this week. I I yeah. All right, quick which, and tight. Which is really funny because I do actually have video games to talk about this week. Not unlike my favorite Fire Emblem. <laughs> uh, yeah, hi the listener. Please ignore the mess. We are currently reconstructing some stuff. Um, <laughs> I think you've got tags on your shoes. I'm very sorry. We'll we'll, we'll sweep those up. We have some use for those. Um, uh, yeah. So that's Jeb. <laughs> Hi. This is how we normally do the outro. Are we done already? <laughs> That's Fox. What a great show. <laughs> we're being a bit rough here, all right? We're, we're, we're trying a new intro technique. <laughs> like my other favorite Fire Emblem characters. Radio. So. I said that's Talon, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's true. That's me. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, all right, we got that out of the way. What's next? You're going to recognize him by his distinctive apologizing for me. Hey, Jeb, you been playing any video games this week? Yep. Any of them particularly you want to talk about? Uh yeah, I uh I start I played the first couple hours of uh, Torment uh, Tides of Numenera. Aha! Oh shit! Did that launch? It launched. Ah, yeah. Really good. Oh good. I think we may have a backer code lying around somewhere in some sort of forgotten drawer. We definitely backed. I I don't know. Maybe that. I, there could be there could be emails telling me that I've won a million dollars in my box right now, but if they don't say music for circus show, I probably haven't read them. <laughs> well, spammers, you know your trick. <laughs> I will eat you alive. But yeah, so it's so it's uh, enjoyable, Jeb. Uh, it's the writing so far is really good. Uh, the new and era setting is really intriguing, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, dollar store uh, nameless one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair enough character archetype, and at least the at least the the lost uh, um, I can't remember what they call the character now. Nameless two. Nameless two. Nameless two. That's perfect. Nameless two. Nameless two can be a lady. Hey, that's awesome. That is one of the reasons I decided that we should, in fact, back it. I do wonder if it's gonna if if their voice acting quality is on the same level as having Sheena Easton and Charlie Adler. <laughs> I so far the the. So far, the voice acting has been a mix of mm. good and not so good. Mm. But I wanna... uh, it's not insufferable because most of it's not voice acted. Ah, that's a relief. Not that I There's want to put too much reading. shade on her, but you probably can pick up Sheena Easton for budget these days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't seen her name in a lot of stuff. It, it's not for a moment there. I was going to be really cruel because I had her conflated with Gina Davis, and well, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I love I that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas um, Jim Cummings and Charlie Adler both worked on the first one, and Sheena Easton was the voice of Anna. And there's a lot of boys who have Scottish accent fetishes, and that's why. Not narrowing things down, really. Yeah, Jim, Jim Cummings, Cummings is and in everything. Charlie Adler have been on everything. <laughs> oh, you know who else was in it? Don Castellaneta. <laughs> He's a bit rarer. He's a bit rarer Probably now. Because he had the ultimate steady job for voice acting. Back, back then, Dan Castellaneta did everything. Right, okay. he, he was Earthworm Jim, for crying out loud. I remember that. 
but yes, um, you're, you're, I, I hope to hear more about this game as as it progresses. Oh, you will. And it's uh, understandable. Well, the, first, the, first, the first merchant I talked to, uh, I said to her, uh, you look like you're turning into an insect. And her reaction was, I am. Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> Numenera nice. is a very interesting <laughs> setting. Uh, the, one of the first companions you get, one of the first companions you get is... Uh, multiple copies of one woman as one person. Nice. <laughs> this is definitely going to be as weird as Planescape Torment. Nice. <laughs> see, see, um, with this particular this genre of game, this is Planescape Torment because mm. it's sci-fi. Yeah. See, yeah. with this, I, I'm really hoping this game more ends up sitting alongside a, uh, an Akronax kind of thing of you know really good sci-fi RPGs. Does that make it... Sorry, I didn't actually catch the joke that Jeb made right there because you flaked out. Did you say it was Farscape Torment? I said Spacescape, but Farscape oh, was okay. true. <laughs> yeah. Farscape, okay, that's my joke then. <laughs> the You know I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, I, I'm sure the listener will not have their confidence in a shattered by the fact that occasionally there's a glitch and Jeb sounds like a robot for half a second. I'm ruining the magic of podcasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To be fair, the listener won't hear me be a robot because it records properly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. But to us, you sound yes. like a robot. Yes. It'd actually be kind of more fun if you sounded like a robot for the listener, but probably only the first time. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I used sensor beeps in the in the podcast and, and, <laughs> and the listener contacted me. was like, what's wrong with the podcast? Like, we, we just censored the names of three games. That's all. It was a joke. Oh, I thought One you meant like early sunset. on. One of them was Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot. I thought like... You meant like early on you tried to censor me and no. given up, I estimate, about 12 minutes in? <sighs> the very first time I edited this podcast, I tried to cut out ums and ahs. Oh, that's, that's very noble. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good editor, Talon. Worse, this was back when we were doing a single track record. Yeah, that was bad. So crosstalk too. <laughs> And we didn't know what we were doing. Yep, yep. Which is why I'm trying to pass on knowledge about how to podcast to new podcasters. <laughs> yes. Um, the the um, Planescape Torment's original setting is weird, Numenera. I've only read one bit of a source book, but it's pretty weird, too, in a very likable way. Um, it's really weird. I like it a lot. I, I particularly uh, like I hope that the... the I hope go- that the... I hope that the the system itself, which is kind of borrowing from, uh, I want to say it was Shadowrun, used the edge system. No, I thought it was kind of Pathfindery. Hmm. Uh, maybe Pathfinder does too. I, I genuinely I don't know. I have no. no idea. Well, I don't know what the mechanics in Numenera were like. I just thought it was being based on another. It's not quite D and D kind of mechanical <laughs> I Pathfind- framework. I don't know what Pathfinder. I don't remember what Pathfinder plays like, but you mm. you have the you have pools of points and you can spend them to do, to be yeah, better. Yeah, more Shadowrun. Oh yeah, it's much more Shadowrun. Yeah. Uh, for for the record, what Pathfinder plays like is what if three point five was giant finger quotes fixed <laughs> by the nerdiest three point five players around. <laughs> This is definitely not like that. The, the yeah. Numenera, at least as it's presented in, in Torment, is uh, it's much more uh, like the Shadowrun fi- uh, edge system. Well, that's uh, good. You have, three, you, have, you have three attributes, might, speed, and te- intellect. Uh, each one has its own stat pool. Uh, when you do an action, you can spend those points to increase your chance of percent. In whatever your chance of uh, success. Ah, yes. And you don't get those point ba- points back until you sleep. Yeah, that's... It's, um... it's easy. 
I'm not thinking of Shadowrun. I'm thinking of, oh, Christ, what was Star Wars running on when you had a, a D6 dice pool instead of the D20 system as a base? Was it Palladium? Probably. I I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, very old. Same kind uh, of thing. It like, was basically you... Like, oh, wait, no. That was leveling up. So you could spend your dice to boost rolls, but they were also your fucking character points for leveling up. It was a terrifying system. <laughs> <laughs> do I wish to live or do I wish to grow? Oh, no. God. Talk about playing for keeps. Wow. Yeah. Savage. Um, I do quite like this idea of the... um heavy text game with occasional voice acting because that right now we're at a point where no voice acting makes your work seem unprofessional but for the sheer volume of text in a game like Numera or Torment you simply can't voice record at all the whole game would be enormous um for perspective Planescape Night Torment in the woods. Night in the Woods would like to differ Oxen Free would like to differ I very much disagree okay with- word count wise Planescape Torment is longer than 10 Atlas Shrugged. No, I got no problem with that. Um, What I'm saying is I don't think that lacking voice acting makes your game seem unprofessional. A lot of my favorite AAA games still do not feature voice acting or feature very minimal voice sound bites. Yeah. I bet you there are people who will... I bet you you can find people complaining about the lack of voice acting in those games, by the way. The... I personally, I, I personally I, feel that voice acting. Fuck off. I, like, Unless they're talking about it on an accessibility level, that is the no. only purpose. Like, if you, if it's because you can't read the text, okay, that's that's a separate issue. Mm. I'm not saying speaking I agree which, with this position. Which, yeah, Jeff. Torment. Yeah. Torment on console has lets you adjust the text size. Yes! Hey, thank God. Yes! Ah, <laughs> oh, basic usability choices. <laughs> Baldur's Gate Thank 2 Squinto Vision font finally dies. <laughs> like I played through, I played through Dragon Age One, Dragon Age Origins on a on standard definition television. Mm-hmm. So I really like being able to read what's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Ah, yes, my favorite part of Xenoblade Chronicles X. I'm sure Jeb's seen this exactly. too. You, like, I literally I, had I to get down off I my couch. Seen, and... I haven't seen much of the text in Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> is this uh, is this something to do with the Red Lobster? Only blood in that the Red Lobster create with well, the Blood Lobster. Yeah, the Red Lobster doesn't sound so dangerous. Um, only in that he generates text. Uh. They, I don't, the idea it was, I don't know. The, I blotted out the voice acting in that game. Radio. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you can't read shit. That includes menus. That includes quest descriptions. <laughs> that includes plot directives. Everything. You, I had to get off my couch and, you know, squish into the screen to just see what I was supposed to fucking do. So, on that note... Hey, Fox! You've yeah. been playing any video games lately? Um, same stuff as last week. Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem baby version for mobile people, and uh, more Twilight Princess HD. Hey! And some Pokemon Go, I yeah. guess. Oh, yeah, and Pokemon Go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, uh, aside from my usability changes in Pokemon Go, nothing has changed <laughs> in any of these games. Um, I forgot how badly Epona handles in Twilight Princess. That's a slightly annoying fact. I, I It's probably, like, closer to reality. Uh, I'm sure you could hear the finger quotes in yeah, that that's sentence. A, that's a comforting sentence. <laughs> but, I mean, it's you know, she handles like a shopping cart. <laughs> And there are, I don't remember it being this significant in the original game, but there, she seems much more likely to catch on corners now. Because there's always a thing where, where the horse, if it 
if she detects something that she probably can't move past, she just stops. Or, well, she actually, she rears up and wastes your time a bit, which is even more fun. Thanks, Nintendo. Same. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, there just seem to be a lot of corners where there's obviously nothing visual, but the hitbox extends that far, and you just, so, you know, oh, I'm trying to run fast, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad she's stopped to let me know that that piece of rock might be sharp. Mm. Anyway, but uh, that that's about the only new thing I recall from any of this. And and, and how chippy the Midna Zelda have, scene is. Don't they have a new, uh, like, generation of Pokemon in Pokemon Go, or is that... They do, but I thought I talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. I don't remember. Okay, well, you are correct. But Gen 2 is in so. Pokemon Go. Um, I don't know if there's... I, I assume there's probably gaps in it, like the legendary birds never showed up in, in Gen 1. I, I assume the legendary dogs are missing, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I haven't finished Gen 1 yet, you because, you know, some of us live in regional Australia and don't have a fucking Pokestop within walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> not a one! Actually, it's not true. I got one Pokestop in walking distance and no gyms in walking distance. <laughs> So, fuck the combat in that game. It's boring anyway. I'm not jealous. <laughs> I would just like to add that we are we're, we're in regional, not remote, nor rural. I said regional, not yeah, rural, yeah, for a reason. Yeah. yeah. We don't get the ball semen ads. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just get that tile and bathroom place ads. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, we're actually a... We're not far from a secondary... Uh, Metro center, I guess. Like, I mean, everything pales in comparison to Sydney, which is only an hour or two that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, our, our closest major population center is considered to be moderately sized for Australia. I wish I had the number of people who actually live there now, just because I suspect some of our friends would get a giggle out of it. The Sydney being our largest city, I believe it hovers around 3 million people. Yeah, no, I meant, uh, I meant Wollongong. We're the 10th largest city in Australia. Brilliant. And I think we're hovering somewhere <laughs> just under a million people. But that's that's counting as the same city, all the territory from north up up you know beyond Balambi where you are literally in the mountain forest in like these one or two it homesteads. It goes from Helensburg, which is basically the furthest north you can be before you're counted as being part of Sydney. Yeah, uh, and all the way down past Kayama to Bomaderry, and that's... Like, the area we're talking about is the distance between major cities in the United States. It might be Jeroa is the southernmost suburb yeah. that's still part of Wollongong. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's pretty weird. It's not part of the council the, area, the, I must say. Hmm? My closest major population... The closest major population center to me is has a population of 660,000, so... Yeah. But I thought the only major population center near country. you was Toronto. I said that's in another country. Yeah, but the Weather Channel says the only thing near you is Toronto. Oh. <laughs> no, the Weather Channel doesn't think we exist. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh, damn it! I can't go. I was. I they was have literally. They have literally taken us off the Southern Ontario weather map. Fuck. Oh, that's the name. So the the nearest population center to you that would be the Tim Hortons. <laughs> Would have been much funnier if I had remembered it on the spot, but hey, <laughs> better late than never. We're crossing the international punchline here, all right? It's it's fine when it's difficult. Something may have gotten lost in translation. <laughs> Commonwealth humor. <laughs> anyway, um, they have yeah. better swears than we do. Anyway, there's there's not um, 
People have been talking about how hilarious it is that, like, the starters aren't important anymore because you just get a million Charmanders wanting to be on your team. And, you know, I've I've never fully evolved a starter. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> and I know I don't have it the worst out of people trying to play this game in less populated areas, but it's worse enough. Grumble, grumble. Anyway, that's pretty much all I got. What yeah. have you been playing, Talon? Um... So the main thing I've been playing is a friend of mine got into uh, River City Ransom Underground and she wanted someone to play I'm it so with. Sorry. And well, yeah. Um and, and here's the thing, right? I never played River City Ransom on the NES. It's the NES, right? Didn't just make an ass of myself. Well, I don't know. I never yeah, played it, so it right. I don't know it. And that means that this game is a relatively new experience for me. And it is fine. I'm enjoying it, but Part of why I'm enjoying it is because I'm spending time with my friend. So I give Casey 10 out of 10, definitely would recommend, would play games with again. But I couldn't tell you if the game's good or bad. We're mostly just grinding around punching fools and talking. (laughs) So don't get me wrong. This is the same friend who played Saints Row 3 and 4 with me the first time. And those games stand up on their own. But I wouldn't care if they didn't. (laughs) Beyond that, uh, semester started again. And this time I'm... I'm kind of teaching one of the classes. <laughs> Bubble pipe ascension. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to make a point of this, but I'm now I'm now tutoring just for one semester uh, in the digital game culture class. And the first lesson of digital game culture class is: wait, here are a bunch of board games. You're going to sit down Don't and play them. Digital. <laughs> Don't talk about digital. But that means yesterday, in one to. day, I sat down and played with um, students three of my games. I also got to play Camel Up, I got to play Splendor and uh, Takenoko, and I got to watch Machi Koro be played by a couple of exchange students, and uh, they're from Colorado, and so watching people from, uh, watching them build what is essentially a sleepy coastal Japanese town, and watching everyone react to, why does this place have so many burger joints, was very endearing. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot of games, but mostly concentrated in one nine-hour period. <laughs> Beyond that, I don't actually have a lot to say about games this week that isn't, you know, retreading general big concepts. So shall we move on to retro gaming news? So what you're saying is you're, in a, as, a, as a tutor, you're a, a carpenter's apprentice. Oh my fucking god. Oh, wow, that, <laughs> both callback and deep cut. Uh, deep callback? <laughs> I made I, uh, earlier this week. I made that's one. That's a that's a that's a cut back like Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I've got a better one. Talon is Jesus. Oh God! <laughs> you can't you can't use the full title because without the context of the of the um the game it was from, it sounds really creepy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was dominated Jesus on oh, City of Heroes. Yeah. Okay. But that's just because there was a class called the Dominator, and I was the one who fought for it. Uh. Calling me Dominated Jesus outside of that context sounds really weird. And was suspended from the forums for three days. Three days and three nights. bad behavior. Yes. <laughs> that was... Not divinity, but an incredible simulation. That was a ban that was repealed, so... Eh, whatever. <laughs> well, it's normally when people say, oh, I got banned, well, that means I got suspended. Yes. In this case, I did get banned. They, were, they weren't planning on unbanning me. Ah, okay. And then they got back to me. He was like, uh, we reviewed the thread and it turns out you did nothing wrong. Oops. <laughs> Give me my three days, motherfuckers. Remember, <laughs> Remember, how long did it take? Three days and three nights. 
It took you three days? Okay, so you're at you're at standard level Jesus efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he didn't one-up Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to show that's, that's That's a callback... That's a callback to a different podcast. (laughs) And this, you see, is the intertextuality of all podcasts, where each podcast informs the listening of the next podcast, because everything is a text. Is it the wrestling one? (laughs) Because I don't understand that podcast. (laughs) That podcast, I I tend to listen to that podcast when I'm on the bus, because it's about the right duration for a bus trip, and it's dense enough that you do need to be able to sit there and the headphones going, hey, what... a mummy? Did he say? Did he say they introduced a mummy? Scrub backward. Yeah, he, he said a mummy. Okay, yeah, all right, fine. And it's because a- when you listen to it at home, you have to spend the whole time explaining it to me. Yes. Yes. No. This did actually happen in the shows that I was watching, Fox. I'm sorry. I said yes. The Yeti was a mummy. What's not to understand? Exactly. He's, like, he's called the Yeti. Why wasn't he a Yeti? Why wasn't he a Yeti? <laughs> Because he was a mummy. wrestling. Uh, yeah. This was this was the concern. But yes. Why was the Yeti from South, Af- South America? <laughs> Shouldn't that be like a South America? Shouldn't that be a fucking chupacabra at least? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <clears throat> I got, oh, I got, I got, I got wrestling. They announced a new fire pro. So everything is wonderful again. That's. Yeah, I saw you and a couple of other people waxing rhapsodic about that. Can you give me a two-minute explanation? <laughs> Good fucking luck. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a sprite-based wrestling game with uh, unprecedented with unmatched levels of customization. Aha! Oh, okay. I apologize. That was a really good summary. And it's also also historically have been the actual absolute best playing wrestling games. Right. On top of the literally thousands and thousands of different, uh, like, costume options and everything. Alright. And now it's time for Retro Gaming News! All the news that's fit to print for the month of March 2007! Brought to you by the Yeti, the Mummy, and the Chupacabra! The new comedy in cinema's March! We've already been to March 2007 once. But you can't redo a month. This is the, the callback episode. This is the this is the callback episode. Mm-hmm. We we have been here before. Been clip show. I'm pretty sure because some of these some of these Wikipedia list um, entries are clicked on. But it's possible I clicked on them when I was looking at other months, and these are re-releases. So you know we're gonna see. We're gonna see if you two can go. Oh, I know this stuff. All right. First up, we have. A American boilerplate uh, dad novel game. You know, no, it's a Tom Clancy. It's a Tom Clancy. Hey, I have no idea which one it is. Uh, yes. What do I know? Uh, Rainbow Six. Uh, 2000, 2007? Yep, PS3 era. Uh, Splinter Cell. It's a Splinter Cell. Hey, it's Double Agent. Chaos Theory. Nah. <laughs> See, I can go as far as I can. I can get Tom Clancy. I'm aware of Splinter Cell. I couldn't tell you a single fucking one of the subtitles that comes up. So I'm done. My favorite detail about Splinter Cell is that Sam Fisher, according to the very first official bio, is five foot five. Aw, cute. And you look at him in game like, what the fuck? <laughs> where, where is this guy where is this guy doing all his missions? The ruins of ancient China? All the doorways are tiny. He's a massive beef mountain. Next up, we have a- To be fair, that part of that was the GameCube's fault. Oh, 
Oh, can you expound? Uh, GameCube could only do so many polygons. Oh, okay. Right, they were on the GameCube in that period, weren't they? Mm. Next up, we have a top-down, point-and-click real-time strategy game on a Windows machine. That good branding, not Supreme a good Commander? installment. Uh, no, not Supreme Commander. Uh, this is 2007. Uh, Command and Conquer something or other? Yeah, Command and Conquer 3 Tiberium Wars. Good brand, not a good entry. All right. Now we have a game that came out on the NDS and the Wii that, um... Oh, we're in Fox wow. Territory. We're in, we're in Fox Territory, but we're also in the Shovelware Territory, made no. by Crave Entertainment. It's a sim- it's a simulation that has both single-player and multiplayer modes, uh, and it was sponsored by Purina. Uh, pu- hang on. Oh, it's it's a wannabe Nintendogs type thing. <laughs> it, is an, it is a wannabe Nintendogs. It just has a great name. Uh, pets? pets? Purr Pals. Purr Pals. Well, it's even better. <laughs> sure. Right. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure Purr Pals is with, some, with like half the people I know on Twitter. Call exactly. Other. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and to demonstrate that much like real life games aren't fair, this game starts you with a random amount of money. Oh my god. And the money you get to start with determines how much and how well you'll be able to care for your cat. Between which values? Uh, the adoption fee is an average of $85. No, no, no. I mean, what's the window of money that you might start with? Say. It's like zero to five million dollars? It or? doesn't say. Yeah. <laughs> So is the first challenge in the game deciding that you don't have enough money to appropriately care for a cat and tearfully giving up on your dream of adopting one? Oh, God! <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if they're going to be dicks about it. This is like that pony web game you know, that they uh, found just, where if you if you I mess suddenly... up in character creation, you have to delete the horse. <laughs> yes, Jeb? In the... Uh... In Torment, or first of all, in Torment Numenera, I, uh, in Numenera, I died before character creation. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. Oh, no. You should but get to play a ghost if say, you do that. Uh, Come on, guys, get on that shit. Uh, You're letting us you, down. Should you, should you, should you, should you die in character creation, it, the game literally tells you in the game over screen that, that you, your, your life was meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sometimes you might have led a very full life yeah, so until also- whatever random event you rolled up killed you. <laughs> the uh, what I was starting to say was that uh, the 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 game where you have to give tearfully have to go adopting a cat is like a really good twine game. <laughs> All right, next up we have an anthology game on the PS2 for an SNK brand. Mm, anthology? King of no, not King of Fighters. Is it a Metal Slug? It's the Metal Slug anthology. Okay. Yeah. And now we have a tie-in for a Disney movie that was released on the PS2, GBA, NDS, Wii, Xbox 360, and the GameCube. So what Disney movie came out around 2007? Mm, What wonderful, memorable... I can tell you so. Caribbean something or other? No, it's got a dinosaur in it. It's got a single dinosaur in it. It Dinosaurs of the Caribbean something or other? That would fucking own. It's dinosaur? No. Toy Story? No, it's got a single dinosaur and it's got an evil bowler hat and it's got time travel. Oh, God, meet the Robinsons. (laughs) Oh, that is such a bad movie. (laughs) Fucking astounding that that was Disney. What a piece of crap. Fox has. I've seen it because Fucko here queued it up on Netflix and was like, let's watch a bad Disney movie together. And they left. Because he knows I can't turn a movie off after it starts. (laughs) 
<laughs> he abandoned me that with shitty ass Disney post Pixar CG movie, and he's not that sorry. Fucking harsh. Fucking harsh. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Getting dragged on this podcast. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The game did not meet target expectations of sales. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to go ahead and go say on. that no matter how bad the game or the movie was, that's the fault of whoever decided that it was going to sell anything. <laughs> it was so ambitious. They released it in Japan on December 20th. Mm. You, you know why you do that in Japan, right? You want it to be a, a, a Christmas sale. Oh. <laughs> extra weird because isn't christmas like a romantic holiday in japan you only really give presents to people you Mm -hmm. are you know interested in no one wants that from a person who they're dating but there is one shining light in this game try to break up let's try to break up (laughs) there is one shining light in this game though do you get to play the giant topiary dinosaur and just wreck everything no you do, however, get to hear the voice acting of Adam West. But that's not so special, because Adam West will do anything these days. <laughs> He's very much hit the fucking around stage of his career. There are a few really good voice talents in that film. Just, they had so many characters and they didn't do anything with any of them. They, it's literally like, you know, about halfway through the movie, they're like, Hey, here's our wacky cast. And they spend like two fucking minutes with all the characters and they don't matter again after that point. Mm-hmm. But gosh, are they wacky! We have an expansion pack for Oblivion. Uh, (laughs) That could be anything. (laughs) It was the Shivering Isles, yeah. Nice one, Jeb. Yeah. Jeb Jeb knows his shit. Jeb also knows the Elder Scrolls way better than I do. (laughs) Well, he may know Oblivion, but he doesn't know shitty-ass Disney movies. (laughs) I have a map map of Skyrim on my wall. Yeah. Cool. We have a NDS compilation release, and in that compilation is the games Scramble, Tutankham, Puyan, Time Pilot, Track and Field, Rock and Rope, Super Basketball, Circus Charlie, <laughs> Road Fighter, Twin B, Yai Ah, Kung Fu, Shaolin's Road, Russian Attack, Gradius, and it's Contra. Not, it's not Atari, it's, uh, it's uh, Konami? Yeah, it's Konami. That's making you buy a lot of things just to get Gradius and Contra. (laughs) (laughs) Like how they're listed last. Uh, Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, First of all, Twinbee. I don't know Twinbee at all. Classic shmup. Twinbee is classic shmup. Uh, Yar Kung Fu is an important game. Okay. Yar Kung Fu is the first fighting game. Oh, oh, nice. And it's also a 1v1v1 fighting game. How's that? The sequel, Yi Yi R Kung Fu 2, is the first fighting game with a controllable female character. Oh. It came out five years before Street Fighter 2. That's pretty interesting. All right, moving on. We have, there was a game that came out at this point called Honeycomb Beat, which I'm just mentioning that because it's an adorable name. Um, it's, it's a hex puzzle game. <laughs> is it spelled B-E-E-T? No, B-E-A-T. But Honeycomb Beat with an E-A-T. She uh, sounds like uh, a DJ. That's fair. Next up, we have um, a, I guess I'd say survival FPS with RPG and trading elements set in a famous Russian? I no, it's not. Ah, it's not Ukrainian. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, this is funny. Yes, this is Stalker, the Shadow of Chernobyl. 
like if, if I bring up a famous Ukrainian location, Fox is going to give me a look like, what the fuck? I don't know anything about famous Ukrainian locations. I don't, but you don't have to be talking to me. Clearly, Jeb knows. <laughs> true, true, true. Yes. Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl. Uh, uh, <laughs> stalker is, uh, st- the Stalker series are pretty good. Uh, yeah. really hard. Mm-hmm. You get what um, you're asking for. Really strange. I believe. I believe they're based on a book series. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, there, there are a lot of um. Oh, Shadow of Chernobyl. Yeah, there's actually a surprising number of Russian book series that got made into post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear war games. No reason, I'm sure. Um, next up we have because there's always one standout, especially with- the Ukrainian ones. Especially the Ukrainian ones. <laughs> the Ukraine is not Russia. Yes. Sorry, I was thinking about the other one, though. Uh, Metro, which is Russian. And mm-hmm. it is also based on a book series about post-apocalyptic survival. Mm. And there's always a standout weird ball in, in these months that gets my attention. We have a PS3 release. Well, a PS3 re-release of a 2006 video game, which is a movie tie-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there was also re-release a movie tie-in. Yep, especially because the movie in question is from sucked. No, no, the movie, the movie by all accounts did not suck. The movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Gosh. Shit, sir. the Godfather, the Godfather, Don edition. <laughs> yeah, God. in two, the two, in two thousand and seven, they re-released the PS two Godfather game on the PS three. This isn't the one with, like, Al Pacino's friend. choice of voice actor. Yeah, Al Pacino's friend. Ah, dear. Uh, also, Francis Ford Coppola yep. has condemned the existence of this game. <laughs> sure, legit. Yeah. He, he can do that. Absolutely. But he, didn't so. do it. he didn't do it before but the game came so. out, though. <laughs> because he was never told the game was going to exist. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It, it is, um... Hmm. Uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, part of the reason why Pacino wasn't in this, uh, despite the fact that he was doing video games at this point, is because he chose to throw his hat in with Scarface, The World Is Yours. Mm. <laughs> and that game was good, so. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a thing that happened. A re-release. A re-release. And, and you know, Mother 3 can't get a Western release. Fucking Godfather game. <laughs> Next up, we have a port of a 1991 Bullfrog game to the NDS. Ooh, uh, I want to say Theme Park. You're right, it's Theme Park. Right. Yeah. Which theme Park I, is wonderful. Can't mm-hmm. imagine that working especially well on the NDS, but whatever. Well, you've got the, the, the stylus. Oh, wait, no, DS, not GBA. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> the PSP release of a movie tie-in <laughs> for a movie... <laughs> Sorry. Is it me, the Robinsons again? I'm going to no, leave, I swear no, to God. No, it's not me, the Robinsons again. This is, this is a, uh, look, this is not a bad movie at all. Um, yeah. It, it is, it is, uh, <clears throat> the movie it's based on is 2000. Was there a, was there a P, okay. The movie was, was based say, on was 2000. Was it like a PSP port of the thing game? No, <laughs> but the movie series it's from is mostly remembered for the other movies in it, which came out in 1976, 1979, and 1982. Oh, and 1985. We'll throw that one in as well. Star Wars. Nope. It's Star Wars. Nope, Nope. it's a fighting game. Oh. Yep. It's not some Street Fighter the movie the game type bullshit, is it? Nope. Nope. What was that, Jeff? Rocky. It's Rocky Balboa on the PSP. Because okay. I, I, I admit I'm not a Rocky scholar, and I'm remembering now Rocky Five was apparently not totally awful either. Like at last check, the big three people talk about is Rocky One through Three. Yeah, Help me out here, Jeff. Throw me a line. 
I love that I was talking about this. Count. <laughs> right. I love that I was talking about this with you guys at the gaming group, and because I have never seen Rocky, I had only absorbed them through popular culture <laughs> references. You guys were like, you know, he loses in the end, right? <laughs> no, I fucking didn't. No. <laughs> Because I've only seen every fucking montage-ridden fight movie that was trying to be Rocky, but without the downer ending. <laughs> uh, there's, a reason, there's a reason why Rocky 1 was good, because Rocky lost. Mm, and Rocky wasn't a <laughs> rich superhuman. Yeah. No, turns out it would have been better if he'd won. Spoilers for a 1976 movie that gets studied in cinema classes. It took longer than me to see a movie, then <laughs> you don't get spoiler warnings. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. no, seriously, though, Rocky is an outstanding movie. Yeah. Like, Sylvester Stallone deserves a lot more credit than he gets nowadays for writing that. Yeah. By himself, um, arduously on a typewriter. With music with playing in the background and cuts between. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, though, yeah, it, it, um, Rocky wants a pretty damn good movie. I believe it. Yep. You, um, you don't have to convince me. All right. Next up, we have... Uh, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that came out at this point, but, you know, we're, we're skipping over for time. Next up, we have a PlayStation 2 sequel to a PlayStation 2 game, which had a full, complete arc where the character was established, developed, and then there was a conclusion, and then they made a sequel. And the character disappeared forever? No, the character came back and was just like, oh, well, I may have learned my lessons, but just gonna keep doing what I was doing. Rargh! Oh. Is this the second Ezio game? <laughs> no, because that came out this on more than God- just the PlayStation 2. Ah, this is true. God of War 2. This is God of War 2, yes. Oh, of course. Yes, I have narrative complaints about God of War. <laughs> <laughs> and that, well, no, God of War, that's fine. That's a very good narrative. <laughs> yeah, the God of War franchise. God of War 2, fuck you. <laughs> Next up, we have a kid's uh, puzzle game with a dick joke in the title. Ooh. Hey. Uh, so many possibilities. <laughs> the previous game also had a dick joke in the title. It's by High Impact Game. It's High Impact Games and it's on the PSP. It's I... part of a series. I don't think I know it. I'm kind of ashamed. Uh, you play a fuzzy animal and a robot buddy. Is that the dick joke? Nope. <laughs> okay, is this a Ratchet and Clank thing? It is a Ratchet and Clank thing. Are they puzzle games? Eh, puzzle platformer. God, that's different. A puzzle game is like Tetris. You're right. You're right. I apologize for misleading. I also wouldn't call them. I also wouldn't call them kids games. I wouldn't have thought so. I, I just. I've always got a really kid air off them. Eh, fair enough then. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're rated E for everyone. I mean, like thirteen. Yeah. It's not a kids game. That's just a family game. Well, the previous game, all ages game in the series was called Ratchet and Clank Going Commando. It's then a dick joke. That's an underwear joke. Mm-hmm. This one is called Ratchet and Clank Size Matters. Yeah, I wonder why I never tried out these games. <laughs> Next up, we have another boilerplate. I, I, I still think I still think Up Your Arsenal is a great title. <laughs> Next up, we have a, another boilerplate dad novel game book tie-in. Also Tom Clancy? Also Tom Clancy. Oh, brilliant. This is these are these are beautiful. I love how these I you know what I need to make a Twitter bot that's just Rainbow mashing Six. together various different Oh, words. that's nice, yeah. No, uh it isn't a Rainbow Six. Um This title uh, looks like word salad. Ghost Recon? Yes, it's Ghost Recon. What's the rest of the title though? <laughs> In two thousand seven? Um, yes. Uh 
I, I don't know any of them for what it's worth. I'm just thinking something to make up. Okay, I, it's Tom Clancy's Ghost well, Recon. I, I actually like the Ghost Recon. The, these like are the all decent games. games. I can't remember all the subtitles. Like, broadly speaking, the Tom Clancy games are all the, being made the, by competent studios. The, yeah, they just have the weirdest the, uh, the, 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 the upcoming the, the, the upcoming Ghost Recon Wilderness something or other, <laughs> I think, actually looks really good. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I was... don't remember the... I don't remember the... Alright, so this is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2. <laughs> that was... That's really boring for a Tom Clancy name. Advanced Warfighter. That's a concept that makes sense. It's <laughs> not like Rainbow Warfighter Six. So. Advanced Warf. This is a. This is the port to Xbox 360, maybe. But no. According to this, March thought, 6, I 2007. Thought Advanced Warfighter came out. I thought there's a there's an Advanced Warfighter I'm thinking of that came out in 2011 or 2012. Oh, by the way, so its development name was Graw. Whatever. Well, that's what they call it. Like, yeah. They, oh, like an acronym. Like the, yeah, the Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Graw. Graw. Okay, yeah. I like that. <laughs> well, now I'm really disappointed they didn't call it, like, Advanced, I don't know, Reckoner or something, because then it could have been Grar. <laughs> that would have been great. All right. And lastly here, we have a Nintendo DS release of a mascot game with a wonderful Japanese name. <laughs> Developed by Suzak and published by Nintendo, um, it was the first platform focused around this character since 2003. Is this a Kirby? No, it's not a Kirby, Clonoa? but it is a, It is someone who changes their form. That's Nintendo. Klonoa is Namco. Mm-hmm. Shantae? Nope, nope. Think, think, uh... Wait, Namco or Konami? Think more garbage character. Who does Pac-Man? Not Pac-Man. No, who does Pac-Man? I don't know. I wasn't asking you, I was asking you, Jeb, because he probably knows. Oh, good point. Namco. Namco. Right. Okay, Klonoa is Namco then. Namco mm-hmm. is Pac-Man. He's got Pac-Man on his hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cutest he is. <laughs> Sorry, what were we talking about? We were talking about this game here that you can't name. Um, that is Lovely. focused on a... Nope. It's a, it's a Nintendo, a Nintendo proprietary. character. Yeah, it's a Nintendo proprietary character. Um, Doesn't usually get his own games. It's not a Mario, though, because he's on all platforms ever. It's not a Mario, uh, but it's very close to a Mario. Is it Wario? It is Wario, Master of Disguise. Master of Disguise? In Japanese, Phantom Thief Wario the Seven. Because he has seven different forms. Yes. (laughs) And a Wario could shapeshift. (laughs) This happened. So, okay, obviously 2007, but. Wario's, Wario's like, Wario's, uh, the the Wario game's core mechanic for a long time was, uh, him acquiring new powers. Mm. He was basically Mario's Kirby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure, I just didn't know he changed shape. Him getting hurt or drunk. I thought you just had power-ups like Mario had power-ups, which is like maybe he's big or small and he has clothing and maybe kitty ears or some nonsense. I didn't realize he could actually change shape. No. So this game has amazing he, he names in it. would get squashed or stretched or, or drunk uh, was the thing that would happen. This was a exploration platformer Wario game, by the way. This was remarked upon as being quite big. Um, and the plot synopsis has amazing names in the... <laughs> He's inspired by the shape-shifting, disguising thief, Silver Zephyr. It turns out Silver Zephyr can only do it because of a magic wand. So Wario steals it. Sounds about right. And the wand has a personality. <laughs> and the wand's name is Goodstyle. <laughs> he winds up trying he winds up being wooed along and stealing things for a young lady named Tiramisu, who it turns out is actually a demon called Teramisu. It wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and he winds up stealing I love things. Games so much. 
<laughs> he winds up stealing things from another thief called Carpaccio Canoli. <laughs> I think I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> There's also a quote-unquote controversy about the conclusion where Wario does not find the money and treasures because of the Telmet only teleported him out. He enters. He resolves to re-enter the television to get them back. What happens afterwards is never revealed. <laughs> It's not really a controversy. Yeah, there are people arguing over, oh no, he totally gets it back. No, he doesn't get it back. No, the story's ambiguous, you fools! Those people are idiots. <laughs> no, no, no. Every Wario game, every every Wario game ends with him losing his fortune. Yeah, that's, All right, that's, then. that's a thing that happens. That's how it works. Yeah, but more importantly, you're not supposed to know whether the top <laughs> falls down or not. <laughs> To find, they didn't run out of film. They chose to not show you. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. Yes, yeah, bonus, he's with me. Bonus dog content. All right then. So yeah, that was March two thousand and seven. Probably better than Inception. Yeah, <laughs> I'd give you that. I really like the Wario games. No small claim. I'm impressed. Yeah, Inception's a pretty good movie, but Wario's really, really good. I haven't seen Inception. The Wario games are vastly underrated. <laughs> Mostly like that it's an ensemble cast full of diverse pretty boys and like the guys who are like, this is an amazing movie. Didn't notice. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Inception. <laughs> yes, no Wario. It's full of one really fat bloke. Not, All right, not ideal. All right then. That was March 2007 and apparently it wasn't so familiar. I, I realize now the reason that I had those extra links clicked together is because we've already looked at the Godfather game. Ellie, come here. <laughs> nope. Oh, well. Rather be a sucky baby over by my beanbag. Thank you. Well, then, that's clearly a signal that it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> dog siren. Yep. Yeah. Game called on account of dog. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you, ever always, the listener. This podcast <laughs> This podcast is is uh, fueled onward by the support of patrons and patronizers. <laughs> Patrons who patronize us. Yes. Patron on the dog. <laughs> Trying to time myself around the dog is proving rough. <laughs> By the way, uh, in case you were worried, the listener, the dog is not suffering or in pain or anything. That's just the noise he makes when he doesn't have his blankie. Yeah. I may have raised a spoiled puppy. Same. <laughs> Same. He is now sulking on top of his blankie. <laughs> He's giving me the look, isn't he? Yep. Also, Sam. That was Jeb. That was Fox. And that was Ellie. <laughs> I mean, Talon. <laughs> Tune in next week where we... Wait, you jinxed it. You, you so Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. We're at three in a row. True. Tune in next time when we will have more or less dog content based on what we wind up hearing back from people. <laughs> Rough. <laughs>